Welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Clayton Langelzigic, and joining me today, we've got a special group here, and I'll let them go around and introduce themselves real quick. I'm Laura. I'm Nancy. I'm Catherine. And I'm Mary. And so, um, Laura, Nancy, Catherine, and Mary are uh, a Scrum team, um, and I guess the first question I have is kind of what's your experience with Scrum? Uh, I think you guys were all working here uh, before... They adopted Scrum, with the exception of maybe Catherine. Uh, but kind of, what's the background? How did you guys get into Scrum? Is it something that uh, just the company decided to do, and you went along with it? The company decided to do it, but it wasn't implemented evenly. Some groups were doing it, and some were doing it half-heartedly. Um, I took part in two different groups and had two different experiences. But most recently, I found it to be very rewarding. What about you, Catherine? I think you're relatively new compared to the group. Is this your first experience working with something like this? Yes, first experience working with Scrum. Um, I really like it. I I think there's so many benefits to working as a team using Scrum. Um, working as a team is hard, and I think it helps solve a lot of team issues and team problems. Yeah, one thing that's unique about your group is um, you guys obviously aren't, uh, well, I guess not obvious to the listeners, but to me, obviously, you're not uh, doing software. And so one of the big kind of questions in the Scrum community uh, over the last few years is, you know, does Scrum work outside of software? Um, it sounds like from what you're saying, maybe it does. Is that right? Lots of nodding of heads. Yes, it does. And that it also, it, it gets us out of our own little silos that we've been in previously. And by able, we're being you know able to communicate with other groups, which contributes greatly to how we function as a group. There are times I think when we need to um, adapt it somewhat for our content development. Um, for instance, in one one of my projects, we used the Kanban board, mm-hmm. and uh, that was was helpful there. Yeah. Okay. You thought that worked better than what you, what you were trying to do with Scrum before. For the tasks we needed for that particular thing, they were very sequential, So, and it involved different teams. So it's nice to still have the, the Agile um, process and the Scrum meetings, but the Kanban board allowed us to proceed you know, on something that, uh, a little more scheduled. Mm. Uh, you had mentioned the, the kind of Agile meetings or the Scrum ceremonies. Um, do you guys think that the stand-up and retrospective and planning meeting, are those generally helpful or are those some kind of pain points? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, I think they are what your team makes them. I think if your team really buys into it and it is more like a ceremony, then it's much more meaningful and important and useful. Um, If you're just going through the motions, you know, I, I, I don't think it's very helpful. So it's that buy-in that that makes it work for the team, makes it useful. It's kind of you get what you, you know, you get out what you put in kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then one of the things that, kind of a change that we had made um, based on most of the team's feedback was going to using a physical board instead of a digital tool to manage your work. Um, that seems like you guys are pretty happy with that, um, but kind of can you describe that experience? There's a lot of teams out there that probably use digital tools that might not like them and would want to use a physical board. You know, what would you say to someone on that team like that? 
You feel more ownership when you're able to go up and grab a piece of paper and take it back to your cube, um, which I really like about it. Yeah, compared to clicking around in the software somewhere. Exactly. Hmm. What else other than ownership is it? You guess feel like it's more visible um, to what's happening. Absolutely. I think you get credit for the work you do. People look up there and see all those tasks that you've performed, and hmm. it can be very impressive, and it gives you a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, one thing that um, that I was doing with the hourly burndown chart was I'm trying to taking the capacity of the team on a daily basis and then kind of stair-stepping down where the commitment should have been burned down. And so the kind of joke became that you don't want to see any red on that chart. Um, and so what is it about the red when, it, when you guys get behind? You know, maybe there's a, an un, unexpected meeting and it takes up a few hours and you don't burn down all the hours that you technically should have. And then the red comes up on the board. Is that like uh, stressful or do you just brush it off? Just reminds me back in school when you get back the papers and they have red all <laughs> the, over it. The red marks and stuff. Yeah, so maybe if it was just a different color, it wouldn't be so okay. like, horrible. <laughs> We're in the blue zone. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess I never really thought about that. That's a good one, though. Um, Mary, you had mentioned uh, like collaborating with other teams. Um, how have you found, you know, the? does it seem like the process that you guys are using is helpful to collaborate with other teams, or um, is it kind of in the way, or how would you describe that? Well, if you're still talking about the physical board, um, I think that's opened up some conversations we didn't expect. Sometimes a manager or someone else will be passing by as we have our stand-up, and they might have a question for us or a comment. So I think it's been really good for dialogue. Hmm. And in terms of um, you know the work that you're doing, you have to interact with um, some software developers. Have the you know, the ceremonies that you're using to stand up and those kind of things, have it made it easier to interact with those people or um, harder or, you know, what are your, how do you feel about those? Oh, it's much easier because when you see people on a more regular basis, it's easier to work with them on problems as they arise or build each other up. Hmm. And the demos I find very interesting too because that gives us the big picture and I think it's important to stay focused, you know, on the big picture too, so the overall product, not just our own little part of it. We've learned a lot by working with the other teams. So Nancy, you brought up the um, the sprint review or the demo. Um, there seems to be some kind of trouble with integrating the work that you're doing, since it's not software based, into the demo. Um, have you guys found that to be difficult, or is that more of an external thing? Well, it's external, but you know, I've always held that uh, without content, no matter what technology does, if the content isn't good, the technology doesn't matter. Right. And so, <laughs> content the, rules. Yeah, I mean, really, the content is is the the meat of everything, and I think sometimes people get so wrapped up in the technology they forget about the content. So, by having the the uh, demos. Curriculum is able to show things from a content point of view, which is a little different than the technical point of view. And I think it's important for the technical people to remember that they are delivering content. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, so I guess in, in the situation where the organization has some teams that are doing Scrum for software and some that are doing Scrum for content, um, kind of to keep that big picture in mind, you really need to have both of those groups involved in the demo, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, I guess if someone's listening and they're part of a, a scrum team that um, maybe they're in the same similar situation, their company kind of adopted Agile and they were told to do Scrum. Um, you know, they want to use a physical board or they maybe want to make some changes to the stand-up. Um, you guys have done a pretty good job of kind of embracing the idea of self-organizing teams and trying to kind of guide your own future. What have, uh, what are some roadblocks that you've run into in that regard? Lack of technical support when we need it. Okay. So you maybe you want to go down a certain path, but you need to... Uh, you need some collaboration from a technical side of things? Yes. Have you had any trouble in terms of wanting to do something, but maybe it was, um, you know, off limits to a manager or, you know, because other teams weren't doing it, you couldn't do it? Have you seen anything like that? I haven't particularly. I don't think there's anything that's come up that has been an important issue that hasn't met with some resolution. Sometimes we get told no. But that's different than not being able to meet and be told no. Okay. Hmm. Um, I guess one of the things that prompted the this podcast, uh, Laura, was you had mentioned that the you know a lot of the other podcasts that you listened to. Uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sure you went back and listened to all of them. I did. The Agile Weekly podcast. All 60 of them. <laughs> uh, but you had mentioned that there weren't uh, there weren't too many women uh, on the podcast. As far as this organization is concerned, it seems like there's a fair mix of you know men and women and you know whatever roles. But from the IT perspective, um, there maybe aren't too many women. Uh, is that something that you've experienced in other jobs that you've had, or do you think that's a an issue contributing to how the teams interact? Um, you know the difference between you know men and women on certain teams. Definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how does that like manifest itself? I don't know. I don't think it's like something that you can quantify so easily okay it's more just a feeling that i've gotten okay i don't know what about you guys well sometimes we have to translate between you know the technical teams and our team nancy is sort of our intermediary there she understands a lot of their terms but it can be challenging do you think the Mm -hmm. the you know difference in gender has anything to do with that or is it like a generational thing or you know, what are some things that are that would maybe that make the that collaboration have some more friction than maybe it should, or that you'd like it to? I just think there's different perspectives from the different groups and how they view what's happening. Okay. And uh, sometimes curriculum has a particular way they want something delivered, and the technical folks will say, "Well, why can't you do it this way?" And the reason you can't is because educationally you would do it this way. And so the programming sometimes has to bend more, I think, for because of the curriculum need when they would rather do it a different way mm. because it's more expedient, perhaps. Do you think those problems are easy to solve using like a Scrum framework or some Agile method where there's more smaller cycles and you know more feedback, that kind of thing? Do you think it's easier that way? I do think it's easier because it makes it it's easier than to do to really discuss the issues that come up as you're doing the process because there's always those variables those unseen you don't know when you dig in and suddenly you're faced with something that has to be a certain way and we have to compromise. Hmm. Um, is there anything that you know each of you can share with us that you would change about the process that you have now or maybe um, change about 
uh, like the Scrum framework in general that you think you would be better off if you did something differently or didn't do something at all or added something? I think just to piggyback on what Catherine said at the very beginning is you kind of have to have buy-in from everybody. So maybe being able to not choose your team, but at least trust your team. And I don't know hmm. how, how you can implement that. But I feel that way with this team. We all are in it in the same same way, 100%. I you think feel that, committed, right? Yeah, and I think that's made us a really solid, good team. I think it just the expectation has to be set from the company itself that this is the way we want to run our company and it you know they expect success I think if oh we're just gonna give this a try and see how it goes maybe it won't work for our company you know then then people don't have that buy-in it's not important to them but it, I think if the company is leading it and directing it and they expect it to be successful, they see it as part of their future, then I think it's a different kind of feeling for the people that work for that company. And, and I think it's easier for them to transition from the way they've always done things and into something new. Mm -hmm. Nancy, Mary, anything that you would change or add to the process? I just keep thinking that it's a work in progress. We're, we're still refining the process. Um, the company, in some ways, does back it uh, very well. For instance, uh, we're doing our performance reviews and setting goals and things for the year, and they've mentioned they'd like us to include our agile efforts and continuing to improve the process. Mm. Um, so if you guys had a, a tip to give that somebody that's on a scrum team uh, that you think would help them out and they could be more successful, uh, what would that be? Don't be afraid to take a risk. Okay, so take some chances and yeah. see what happens kind of thing? Okay. Mm -hmm. Be ready to be flexible. Kind of embrace change? Yes. Yeah. Communicate openly. Okay. Have fun. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Having fun, kind of keeping it, uh, you know, be flexible and enjoy your work, that kind of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think we're about out of time, so uh, I'd like to say thanks for uh, joining us today. And I really appreciated you taking the time to do this. Thank you. Thanks, Clay. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? head over to integramtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.